Before this podcast starts, we would like to pay tribute to the traditional custodians of the land in which this podcast was recorded on, the Boonarong people, and pay our respects to the elders past, present and emerging. Now to start this podcast, welcome back to Out of the Classroom. For today's episode, I am your host, Michaela, and I had the wonderful privilege to interview Frankston High staff, Miss Long and Miss Hicks, both fabulous English teachers at our school. I asked them for their best advice regarding studying for English and preparing for the exams, and I hope this podcast will help better prepare you in navigating the next few weeks of study. Enjoy! Hello, thank you for doing this interview with me. Uh, Would you both like to introduce yourselves and what your roles are within the school? Georgie, go for it, mate. All right, so I am Miss Long, Georgie Long. I am currently the acting head of English and the Year 12 English team leader with Mr. Russell. So I am the one that writes your sacks and I'm really sorry for all of your sacks this year. Um, And I do a lot of the organisational and logistics for the English faculty, as well as working with all the different year level teams. You do all of the logistics for the English (laughs) faculty, not some, all. (laughs) You do it all. (laughs) To be honest, Miss Long. Um, my name's Natalie Hicks, Ms. Hicks, um, the really small one and the one with the really loud laugh. Um, I am just your stock standard English teacher. I teach year 12 predominantly and have for too long. And I have a position of responsibility, which is the extension English program coordinator, which had it all gone according to plan, um, would have helped the high-end kids achieve in a different way outside of the classroom. But unfortunately this year, you know, COVID and all that. But yeah. And she's That's the one running role. the cohort teams page, if you don't know, and sending us all great photos of Frankie and videos yeah. of Frankie being confused. <laughs> I apologise. I apologise. No, fantastic page. Very fun. Oh, thanks, love. <laughs> so uh, in your both of your advice, uh, how should students best tackle studying for English in the last couple of weeks that we have? I'll throw it to Miss Long first. So I think probably one of the things that students get wrapped up in at the moment is rereading their notes and making beautiful kind of study cards and re-watching the film when at the moment you need to be writing. You need to be writing as much as you can. You should be reading over past essays, looking at past feedback um, and actually trying to implement that feedback you should be working with your peers talking through topics explaining things to other people like one of the things I think really made the biggest impact on me as a year 12 student was I would you know go for a walk with my best friend or I would you know um, drag my poor mum for a walk and I would explain something and to be able to actually explain something to someone else in a coherent way means that you really get it and it's a really important way to kind of help those things sink in reading your notes I think the studies show you remember somewhere between like 12 and 20 percent whereas when you're actually engaged in doing something you're a lot more likely um, to be able to remember it and you know if you've unpacked 20 questions for a rear window what are the odds that you're going to get something that's similar in the exam so having thought through these things beforehand organized your evidence you know is going to help you to perform um, at a higher level on the day mm, I completely agree any anything else you want to add to that miss hicks or do you think that was covering it all it covers the majority of it the one thing that i was going to suggest that would just add on to what long said anyway is um isolating areas of weakness and focusing on areas of weakness so if 
you totally get rear window, um, but you're really struggling with language analysis, then I would be focusing on language analysis more so. It doesn't mean that I'd be sacrificing rear window or the comparative. I would just be putting more energy into that because that's my area of weakness. And it makes more sense to study something that you don't understand than study something you do understand. So hand in hand with what Miss Long was saying, start writing, practicing and all those things, but maybe hone in on the area of weakness first, feel confident with that, and then go intermittently with the other areas of study so that you're balancing things out um, rather than, you know, sinking your teeth into everything when you may not need to. Yeah, definitely. So you both mentioned uh, how important writing is. For students that sometimes writing a full essay can be a little bit overwhelming. Um, do you have any tips on smaller tasks that we can do that we're still uh, making sure that we're doing effective studying techniques? Any, either of you. <laughs> I would probably um, say some time tasks are really yeah. good. Like go 15 minutes, you know, um, pull an essay question out of an envelope, you know, out of a hat and go write 15 minutes. I'm going to plan and I'm going to write my intro, you know, or, you know, okay, if 20 minutes until dinner's ready, I am going to write as much as I can. You know, I've thought about this question. I've planned it earlier today. I'm going to write my first body paragraph and just see how much I can write because being able to watch the clock in the exam is such an important thing. I can't tell you how many times I've had students come out of the exam and be like, smashed my analyzing argument, did so well for text response. And then... I saw I had 15 minutes to go for my comparative and obviously each section is weighted evenly. So it's just, it's really um, getting, working on that timing. And I know it can seem overwhelming and something I always tell to my BCE students every year is the first essay you write when you're studying, the first essay you write when you're revising, it's going to be bad. Like you yeah. need to get that bad one out of your system to, you know, just particularly you guys haven't thought about rear window for months. You need mm. to just, you know, um, jump back jump right back on that horse give it a go um but yeah little tasks can be more effective than spending sort of four hours agonizing over something because ultimately the exam is a timing game um and you've got to be able to watch that clock yep definitely yep. do you have anything else to add um i completely agree and like like you were saying at the start michaela no one wants to really sit down and write a full essay because that's just awful um and even your English teachers if we were told we had to do one in 60 minutes I'd be like nope not my jam so I would literally do what Miss Long was saying and but I'd allocate myself a section a night so that I had a goal so by the end of the week I wanted to write an essay so tonight I'm going to do my intro I'm going to do dot points for my next body paragraph but I'm going to leave it at that next night tackle the paragraph and so on so by the end of the week I felt like I've achieved something solid but I've done it in small increments, like Long was saying, so that I'm not overwhelming myself. Um, yeah. And then I would, at the base of my essay, I always would write down the things I think I'm happy with and the things I'd want my teacher to focus on so that I'm giving my teacher an area of focus rather than just throwing an essay at them and going, hey, good luck, and then running off and then making them the same mistake later on because the teacher didn't realise that, you know, you wanted to focus on something in particular. Yeah. So that would be what I would suggest. Awesome. And obviously we can't be there in the exam holding your hand. So oh, yeah. you really need to have that practice in proofreading, not just to mm. fix your spelling and your grammar and your sentence structure, but to look at your ideas and go, have I actually answered that question? Have I resolved that mm. question? If it said, to what extent do you agree? And I've only shown that I 100% agree. Well, maybe I need to go back. And it's part of like the planning, I think at this stage, 
is as important, thinking through ideas, thinking through opportunities. So if, you're, if you've got a night where you're feeling, I just, I don't want to write an essay, I cannot look at another essay, plan, you know, jump yeah. on, you know, jump on a Teams call, jump on, you know, um, a messenger chat, you know, with a couple of your friends in year 12 and actually talk through a topic, particularly people in different classes, yeah. because you've all been exposed to slightly different ideas. Um, yeah. And together you are so much stronger than trying to do this in isolation. 100%. And you can share plans. So you could say, look, I tackled this question at a really hard time with this. Did anyone find a third idea for that? I've only got two bits of evidence for this. Can I have an example of a symbol? It's, um, yeah, it's it's definitely easier to work with your peers at this point because, again, you need to work together to lift your scores. So it pays off in dividends. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so do you guys have any exercises and tips to use within the exam as it is, as you guys both mentioned, a very long three-hour exam? <laughs> any yeah. tips for tackling this? I would, well, long mentioned it before, keep an eye on the clock because it's super important to pay attention to the time. But at the same time, I would also say, apart from looking at the clock, don't look at anybody else, okay? People freak you out in exam situations. And someone could be scribbling their life away, but and you're like, oh my God, they've written five pages. It might be the worst five pages anyone's ever read in their lives, but you're seeing five pages are being written. So you start to panic. So I would suggest you pay attention to the clock or and you pay attention to your paper. And that's it. Don't look up, don't look around. And also don't talk to anyone when you go in and don't talk to anyone when you leave. Just leave. Okay. <laughs> And you know what's going to work for you to get you in the zone. Like if you're going to sit in the car until 15 minutes beforehand and just chill, then that's what, yeah. you know, if you're going to chat to your friends about what you've been watching on Netflix, you know, you yeah. know what's best for you. Um, my probably biggest tip is use reading time effectively. Now is <laughs> not the time to be checking out that hottie in the road beside you or to be calculating. Yeah, I know. That's what Sadly. I did in my exam. <laughs> Um, it's not the time to be calculating just how old um, the VCAR supervisor is who's in front of you. It's old. You don't need to worry about that at that point. It's use your reading time. Maybe quickly skim over the rear window questions. Have a look at the comparative questions. Have a bit of a think. And then you want to be spending 13, 14 minutes on that analysing argument task. Read the background info. VCAR always, if you go back through the last few years, it's a really clear um, target audience. It's the parents yeah. at Spire Primary School. It's the residents in the town of Lawton. Very it's the specific. residents who are being annoyed by the drones. You know, mm. it's a very specific target audience. Um, figure out who this person is, what is their stake in the issue, because that's obviously going to have really influenced how they've constructed this text, the arguments they're putting together. Read it once for comprehension to understand what's going on and read it a second time to track the arguments. Obviously, you yeah. can't mark the paper in any way, but there's nothing stopping you um, from like putting your fingers, say, on like two or three of the arguments. So mm -hmm. then when they say you can write, you can really quickly do some highlighting, but start with analyzing argument while it's fresh. I can't tell you how many times supervising practice exams, you see people read it and then they jump and decide to do text first. It's up to you whether you want to do comparative next or rear window next. Some people decide to go with the one they feel more confident in. So they're feeling really confident for the next section in the exam. But other people do the one they find a bit more challenging second. So then they feel that they can finish really strong. Um, so really over the next three weeks, you want to try and have done a couple of three hour 
tasks just so you see how you feel. Try and do one in swap back where you get up at the time you're going to get up at the exam. You do, you start at 9 a.m. and you finish at 12.15. So you're going to even feel how your body feels on that day. Mm. Um, but it's yeah. really trying to make the exam feel like it's just another essay you're writing rather mm. than it being this kind of big scary thing because you haven't practiced just the routines and things like yeah. that. It's an opportunity yeah. to show off. Yeah, I think that's some really good advice. Um, so what would you both say to your year 12 self when if you're in the position that we are in currently I'll start Georgia you go first (laughs) I would probably say breathe focus on your why why you're here why you've chosen to do year 12 what you want to do next year and really look at how everything can count one of my favorite sayings is diamonds are made under pressure I am someone who consistently leaves things to the last minute and stresses myself out over things but this is a time for you to really be doing something every single day not watching the entire entirety of the Netflix back catalog over the next kind of 21 days it's your time to focus You've only got a few days to go and you can make a massive, massive difference. I've seen students go from being kind of a B plus all year to pulling out an A plus in that exam. Yeah, it's totally doable. Yeah, so it's really up to you how much you want it and what you're prepared to do. It's been a tough year. No one is trying to take any of that away from you, but you need to also recognize that you are the master of your own destiny and you are the one who can really influence where you're going. Yeah, I'm, I'm so the opposite to long. You're so lovely. And I'm like, I am, I am, a, I'm a violent person. So if it were me, if I were talking to me, I'd be like, you sort it out, Hicks. You are not going to let a piece of paper win. You have worked hard for this. It's just a piece of paper with some questions on it. So you get in there and you show them what you're made of. You wipe the floor with it. You high five, five the elderly ladies on your on your way out and you drop it. Peace out. So I'm just like, do not let that win. <laughs> I think they're both great responses. Very different. Hopefully, I feel so bad gonna... for my year 12 class. <laughs> Hopefully no we're going to like like, targeted the whole cohort with our different approaches. Some people tough need love to be and inspired. Love. Some people need some tough love. Yeah. Um, so we touched on how students should be writing a lot for the next couple of weeks in preparation for the exam is there anything that all students should avoid doing that is definitely a really big mistake that students make for studying that isn't effective before the English exam I honestly think and this is the mistake that a lot of students make is that they think that they don't need to reread some of the texts that they're like oh I've read them we're good oh, the questions will be like what we've had in class. No, they, they may not be at all. So I would suggest that rather than thinking oh, I'll do brush over of the study guide, which I know a lot of students do, it's going to be enough. So even though it's a short amount of time, reread those texts. It will take you no time at all because you've already read them. Um, but spend time doing that rather than doing fluff work, okay, which is like study guides, um, you know, listening to podcasts and stuff like that, which are all really great, as we can tell, but they're not the texts. And you've got to remember without trying to freak people out that you're no longer going up against Frankston High on its own. You're going up against everybody. 
and everybody, if they're gunning it, are going to be doing all of the things they need to do to know those texts really well. So that's what I do. Don't waste your time on fluff. Yeah. I would probably say now is not the time to rewrite your notes and make them beautiful um, because that is something that commonly people are doing at this point. Do not waste your time on VCE discussion space, ATAR notes, forums, Reddit, watching study TikToks, things like that, because one, the most of the people on those spaces aren't teachers. Um, They're (laughs) not people that mark the exams. They're students who have great insights, but the amount of time it will take you to find those insights is not probably the best use of your time. But secondly, someone may explain something in a different way that is going to freak you out because that's yeah. the way their school teaches it. They might use a certain formula for body paragraphs yeah. or a certain formula for writing about the effect and the impact in analysing argument. And mm. you've had great habits all year. You've got great technique. Don't mm. doubt yourself now. I would 100% be reading essays and looking for extra words you can add to your vocabulary and different ways of talking about evidence, but don't play the comparison game. So I am a VCAR assessor and I have seen, for analysing argument, for example, I have seen literally thousands of essays for analysing argument now and they all focus on slightly different things Mm. in the analysing argument piece there's not one fundamental thing that you have to talk about to get an eight or something, you know, um, different essays have different attributes. What we're really looking for, particularly for text and for comparative is you having a voice and an argument and actually arguing a contention rather than discussing generally. So try not to fall into the comparison game. It's really good to share ideas, but look at how you can incorporate other ideas rather than trying to emulate someone else's style. That's it. It's sharing. It's not comparing. It's the idea of like, here are my ideas. Do with it what you want. It's exactly that as your teachers suggest to you in class. It's like, here are my ideas. And I often say to my class, if this were me and I were in the SAC or I was in the exam, this is how I would approach it. But I am not you. So you need to figure out your game plan and absolutely go into the exam with a game plan. Okay. Don't walk in and be like, oh, I'm just going to wing it. She'll be right, mate. And at the same token... <laughs> Don't go into the exam going, I am going to write about this, this, and this, because we often hear that, you know, like I can remember people in my class, um, you know, before the rear window sack saying, oh, if it's about voyeurism, I'm going to write about this. And I was like, but hang on, what if it's about, is Lisa a hero? And they were like, oh, you know, like, don't go in going, I'm going to cram this certain concept in because I've learned it. It's, It's the nature of VCE. You know, you need to learn to use the sieve and to prioritise what's important because yeah. VCAR isn't going to ask you about every single aspect of our text. It's not possible. Even though yeah, you spent you hours learning it, on the no, day that care. wasn't the question they threw up. They don't care. They, you need to be fluid. So when you go in with a game plan, it's how you're going to tackle the sections. Are you going to do C, B, A, A, B, C, B, A, C in terms of the, the way you're going to attack the exam? But you need to be fluid with the content. So I know this. I'm going to pluck these three things and use these three things because that's what works for that question. It is, like Miss Long was saying, so important to engage with that question. That is the ultimate thing. I don't care that you know seven big words. If you don't answer that question, I will never speak to you again. <laughs> what I don't know seven big words. I'm really glad. <laughs> Neither do I, mate. Neither do I. 
<laughs> uh, so my last question for the both of you uh, is what do you think are the key messages to remember in Rewendo and the comparative text, The Longest Memory and the Seven Stages of Grieving? If we were doing a quick little crash course, what would be the one thing you'd suggest everyone to remember? Um, with Rewindo, I would say that the overarching question is um, what does the text show us about the human condition? So what are we willing to condone and what are we willing to condemn? That's what I would say is the underlying message. With the comparatives, it's the idea of how trauma affects us and the ability to heal from it or to when, or not live a life where it's not resolved. Um, and the, so the everlasting effects of trauma, I would say. So to add, I would probably say one of the biggest things I would like you to remember for Rear Window is how does Hitchcock convey this? Because we're yeah. studying it as a film text. So whether they ask you about voyeurism or gender roles or, you know, um, Jeff and Lisa's relationship, it's how is Hitchcock conveying these ideas? And there are some things that I think when you get a bit stressed, you often just rely on your quotes rather mm -hmm. than thinking about how Hitchcock conveys things. For example, when Lisa's in the kitchen and Jeff's looking around the apartment complex, who does he look to and why? Mm -hmm. When this line's being delivered, when, you know, um, Lisa's telling him that his viewing is diseased, what shot does Hitchcock show us? You know, things like mm -hmm. that. How does Hitchcock convey to us that Jeff is aware that what he's doing is morally dubious without words? And if you want to talk mm -hmm. about the words, that's awesome. But remember, dialogue is a film technique. So it's really easy to scatter a couple of times into your essay. You know, Hitchcock conveys this through Lisa's dialogue, insert mm. quote here, which is a way that you're telling a marker you can use film techniques and film language, um, particularly you can if it's even a how say question. through her tone. You can even mm. use the words like through her tone, she does the following. That's, that's alluding to dialogue. Mm. So yeah, there's heaps of ways you can do it. Yep. For seven stages and longest memory, I would probably say, as a VCAR assessor, not enough students talk about the text features in yeah. these. It's uh, one of the things that is both a blessing and a curse for our two texts is they're not linear. There's a lot of different voices. It's not one character's journey, which mm. is actually really good for you guys because it's a lot yeah. harder for you to accidentally tell the story in an essay. You actually I have to refer agree. to specific evidence. But by that same token, VCAR has chosen these two books because of what they have to offer in terms of structure and construction. Think about why we have the plantation owners chapter, you know, what does it say to us? Why did um, the author choose to do it in second person and have so much dialogue? Think about why we have chapels chapter written in verse you know but also think about the structure why do we have standard senior chap seniors chapter and the diary entries and then straight after we have cooks it's yeah, to really help us that. to understand the impact that his actions have had and how mm. he sees it compared to how she sees it similarly mm. with seven stages what is it that we learn about the woman and her family? Whereas what is it that we learn that is more universal experiences that um, the First Nations people have experienced? The dramatic techniques, the stagecraft, you know, the projections, they are as important as any quote 
that you can use. Obviously, there are some really key scenes in there that you could probably apply to many, many different essays, like mm. the invasion poem scene, or say perhaps the um, death of Daniel Bock. But the projections and these other aspects, I think students don't use as well as they could. And it also impresses a VCAR marker because you don't see it very often. The students mm. who are using these things are getting the eights, the nines, the tens. You don't really see them in the lower level essay. So it's something that automatically elevates you to a marker. So even if you haven't 100% nailed the question, when they're kind of balancing, because you don't get scored in criteria, you just get like a, you know, 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5. They kind of go, it was so strong in its discussion of this and its discussion of, you know, construction and authorial intent or views and values. You might not have completely nailed the question, but you've shown off this amazing knowledge of the text and, hey, it might squeeze you an extra mark here or there. Yeah, awesome. Mm. So thank you both for doing this interview with me. I think it was really helpful. That was my phone. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I think it was really helpful for all the year 12s in preparation for their exams. Is there anything else you either of you want to add or are we all good? I'm a good bit. I would actually... I would like to know what you think if you were like a, you know, past student and you were coming back to speak to next year's year 12s, what advice would you give as an ex year 12 student? And let's pretend that it's, there's the possibility of, you know, on-site and remote learning happening again, which we don't know this, that's the case, but yeah. What would you say? Um, I would say don't get bogged down on when things get cancelled. It's unfortunate. Yeah. Um, and this year and the last year, instead of being a work and play balance, it's been a very strong work um, and very stressful. Yeah. But you'll get through it. It'll be all right. <laughs> and this is why you've got to just look at the exam as a piece of paper because you've been through harder. Yeah. Okay. You tick it off and then you move on to bigger and better things. Exactly. <laughs> and make millions of dollars and come and give it all to us. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.